Welcome back to the Celebration Church podcast. Today we are doing a interview podcast, testimonial style, with one of our staff members, Cade Hinojosa. Woo-woo. Say what's up, Cade. What's up, Cade? <laughs> Good one. Um, and today we're going to be talking about what brought you to church here and what kept you at church here and how you got involved. So we'll start with the very beginning in were you invited? Did you see an ad? How were, how did you know about Celebration Church? So I had, I kind of heard of it just a little bit, just kind of like, I guess, word of mouth. And then I had, obviously I had driven by it a lot, um, especially when I was working out at Planet Fitness right behind the church right here. But re- what really got me was uh, I was working at a dry cleaners at the time and our dry cleaner actually came. And she was talking about just how much she loved it and everything and just um, uh, how much she enjoyed coming. And the first thing I kind of saw of it was, um, I don't know if it was a, one, one, she had one of the little like celebration coffee cups, mm. like the little handed, the ones the y'all handed out. Ones? Yeah. yeah. And then I saw a little paper plane, mm. mm-hmm. little symbol that was, and that had the celebration logo on it. And that's kind of what I, I kept seeing it first and so she was like you should really come and I, I i thought about it for a little bit and she kept inviting me and i was like finally you know what why not and so one sunday i i came um and i believe if i'm not mistaken when i came there was still only one service probably um and so it wasn't too long after that that it went to two services but there was only the one service and so um i don't know why i'm out of breath <laughs> um, you can breathe it's okay <sighs> But, um, but yeah, and then, so after that, I, I came, I enjoyed it and I really loved it and I just kept coming back, uh, every week and then probably about a month after I kept, like I was coming, uh, my mom decided to come with me and then after that I was just kind of bought in and then I started, um, I started going to young adults, started, uh, going to that every Thursday and then after that, then I started um, really feeling like I wanted to do more uh, instead of in, instead of just coming. And so I started greeting, and I'd stand either at the front door or mostly in the little back middle foyer, mm-hmm. right in front of the sign, and just kind of stand there and just kind of say hi as people walk by. Yeah, awesome. Let's jump to back to before you came the church to the church. Did you grow up in church? Like, had you had already like a wide knowledge of church culture? Um, so I, I, I didn't really grow up in church. Um, I grew up believing in Jesus and everything, but I didn't really, you know, dive into it mm-hmm. until I, I came here. Um, so I really didn't, I really didn't have like a, a feel for like church culture. Like what or, church was yeah. supposed to be or anything. Or yeah. Like have any like church hurt yeah bring along with you um how old were you when you started coming like 21 22 i think 21 21 yeah so then when you came that first time like what were you expecting like do you remember kind of what you were expecting like and then what you experienced when you came like were you expecting younger people older people were you expecting like hymns were you expecting current songs like kind of what was your idea of what might happen so i remember like when you know our dry cleaner was telling us like or telling me like 
oh, I should come and everything. I did my research before, okay, and good. I was I was I went and did the little geotag on Instagram to kind of mm. see like what well, what it was about, like who was tagging it and everything. And I did see that it was a bunch of like younger people, and so I was like, okay, this might be this might be cool. And so I did come expecting uh, to find people more my age, and it's what I did. I found I found. Um, as for like the music and the preaching and everything, like I said, I really, I didn't, um, I, I obviously I didn't, like I said, didn't grow up in church. And so I didn't know what to expect preaching wise. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I had experienced, like, which was usually at like a funeral or something <laughs> yeah, was boring. Uh huh. And Amazing so grace. I, I didn't really know what to expect. And honestly, like only like Christian music that I had had known was um either old hymns Mm -hmm. or anything that like any i I grew up listening to country music a lot and so anything like they would they would sing and so i didn't know what to experience and so that was that was weird but in a good way yeah when i first experienced the, the worship music um and just how how cool it was how quickly from when you first started coming, did you feel like this was like a home for you? Where you were like, this is comfortable for me. Was it a couple weeks, couple months? Probably within the first month. Within the first month. And especially, like I said, once I really started going to young adults and I was making it more than just a Sunday yeah. morning and I was mm-hmm. coming on a Thursday evening as well. And so it was two nights a week for me. Yeah. And back then, young adults isn't like what it was no. today. It was much more like a small group where we did like question and answer. Oh, yeah. We I did remember, like introduce yourself. Yeah. The kind first of thing. time I went, it was like, what's your name? What's your mm-hmm. favorite movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like and still like couches and everything. There were still like yeah. chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Right to the chicken nuggets. But yeah. Which just goes to show like even when it was a small group, like being plugged into a small group is what like really helped you. Yeah like feel at home and I think that people don't understand often that you can come here on a Sunday for 10 years and never truly get to know like people in a real genuine way until you like join a small group or you start serving and that's how you meet people because what are you going to do when you're standing at the door with someone greeting other than be like when no one's there and you're like so like what do you do for a living you know or like hey like are you in school and you kind of make these conversations that you wouldn't if you were just attending church yeah. alongside other people, that's really cool. I think that is a good like testimony to what like being truly involved can help you like to do. And now I want to talk about um, kind of like the preaching style here. Like, is that kind of what you were expecting? Had you experienced anything online? Like, I know in the time when you'd started coming, like Instagram preachers were becoming more and more of a thing. So I didn't know if you were expecting something different or if the style that you had found here was something that you really enjoyed. I honestly did not know what to expect. Um, Actually at the time when I was looking on Instagram and everything, like I had never seen any Mm -hmm. like Instagram preacher or anything. But when I was looking like to do my like research for for what I was going to come, I saw a lot of Pastor Keenan. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was expecting like him to be like the guy that was going to be preaching. And oh I was yeah, like, like this the dude main is, pastor. Yeah, and I was like, this dude is young. Like he's uh-huh. he's he's a pastor. And so, which he was, mm-hmm. but he wasn't the like the lead pastor. And and when I came, and like I said, any kind of like preaching that I had seen before was boring. 
Yeah. Like I would fall. I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit I, I've fallen asleep in a funeral before. Um, we've all been there. I've all been there. Maybe not a funeral, but honestly, <laughs> listening to preachings. But, um, but no, it was the, the first time that I, I, I came and I can't tell you what the sermon was about, but mm-hmm. I can tell you that I just loved how Pastor Brandon just preached it and mm-hmm. how he, the, the one thing that I, I loved the most was, um, the, his storytelling mm-hmm. and how he took some yeah. random story and that he flips it on and you. just flips it and yeah. you're like, holy, like, how did that just like yeah. transform into like this whole yeah. sermon and just like share like the how it relates to the bible and everything Uh and so that was that was to me what really yeah i I love that about him he'll take a story about his grandpa falling in a sewer tank yes and he'll turn it into a whole sermon yes and you're like if you're not really thinking about it you're just along for the ride you're like listening to the sermon and stuff and you're in this story with him and then if you come out of it for a second you're like wait his grandpa's just like in a sewer (laughs) tank like what is happening and then he's like, "All you need is a toehold." Yeah. Oh man, like, it's that is funny. good. It's funny too because like there's been a few stories that he's told a, a few times, mm-hmm. and each time it's something different. Yeah, and he'll bring a different perspective yeah. on it. And it's yeah. like, how do you even take this story, this random story, mm-hmm. and bring like so many truths out of it? And so that's what I that's what I really love the most was just how how he not only told a story but also made it relatable mm-hmm. to not only not only biblically, but also to like what you're dealing with in that moment. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And that's just the Holy Spirit working through him. You know, amen. Absolutely. It's so cool to see. Do you remember what series we were in when you came? Um, I believe it was refreshing. Okay. It's the one with the the girl in the field. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I I think running through the harvest. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Jan. It was late January. So I think there was only like, it was like a New Year's series kind uh-huh. of thing. And so that I think sense. it was only like two mm-hmm. weeks left. I, I, I didn't get the full the full series. I've since gone back and listened to the full I was going to say, series. I think that you've gone back and listened to like those old messages again, which is really cool. And that's one thing we really love about having like specific series that like stick with people is that they'll remember. Mm-hmm. Like Pastor Mauricio remembers like when he first came. And there's a lot of people who can go to like the wall of series titles yeah. and they can just like... Oh yeah, this is when that's I my came. one of my favorite parts of just the whole building is mm-hmm. the series wall. Yeah, it's because and just loving like watching people be like, oh, this is where I started right yeah. here, and so because you might not remember the year, you might not remember how old you were, you just but you remember that first graphic mm-hmm. that you saw and the first things that like you remember. Oh, I remember that yeah. sermon, which is really cool because you might not even remember what the sermon was about. I yeah. don't remember hardly any what any sermons are about except for Love Bucket. Love Bucket. Because that one Love gets bucket preached head. around our office All the so time. <laughs> much. We are constantly being reminded I'm of the Love Bucket. I'm surprised we don't have the Love Bucket just propped up somewhere. I know. It needs like a pedestal. Yeah. The Love Bucket. It just needs to be sitting by the Connection Center. Just I know. Boom. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard about the Love Bucket, you need to go check out Love Bucket series. It'll, it'll wreck you. It'll wreck you. It'll change your life. It is so and we'll good. And stick with you. I know. And it, you're going to hate it. <laughs> what was that? In like 2019? Uh, yeah. It was forever ago. It wasn't. It wasn't too far after uh-huh. I started like coming. Yeah. So. And he takes that bucket with him. Like he goes and he preaches does. chapels and stuff. And he'll take that bucket that he carved that one little <laughs> spot out. It's so good. It's one of my favorite series because it's such a good reminder. And I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. 
Not like actually, I hate this. this it's is one of those hates because you like, it like calls you because, out. Yeah, because it's like, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah. <laughs> this is so intense. Those are the those are the best ones though. It's the ones yeah. that really call you out and make you have yeah. to like, oh dang it. Yeah, like this last series that we had just gone through, contrary to popular opinion, it was so good and it was just like, what is he gonna do with this? Like he's gonna preach Daniel this whole entire series. Mm-hmm. And, like, he did. Yeah. And, like, you could read through Whole the book of weeks. Daniel in, like, one hour, probably. Yeah. You could read through it so fast. <laughs> and he really just broke it down and, like, spoke it. It was so good. It was really good. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things is, like, having the series different things. And, like, it, they really stick with people. And so that's cool that you remember yours. Um, as far as, like, being part of the dream team and, like, being on different teams, I know you've been part of, like, almost every team. Like, you've been a almost. greeter um you've been on youth team for almost the whole time that you've been at the church you've been serving the youth and then you've been uh, you've been on the young adults team for years pretty much the whole time that we had leadership since you had been coming and um and then within the last few years you've been taking up and running the tech team and like learning all of that and really stepping up when you were needed so i want to just ask like Maybe on like each of those different perspectives and we can cover the first one that you jumped into, which was the greeting team and kind of like maybe what you were expecting by jumping into serving and what you were met with and just kind of how that impacted and maybe kind of domino into all of the other teams. Because I think that's usually how it happens is you join one and then you join another yeah. and you join another. I think for me, um, I remember, like I said, it was right after, it wasn't not too long after I had joined um, I just started going to young adults and I was just like, I, I don't want this just to be a, I show up on a Sunday or I show up on a Thursday mm-hmm. and just attend. I want to actually like help out and just do something. And so, um, I was like, it was either that it was either greeting or serve donuts. And I mm-hmm. was like, I feel like greeting might be fun. Yeah. And it might be at the time I was not as out of my comfort, like out of my shell as mm-hmm. much as I am now. And so I felt like, okay, this might be it's fun and it you. might push me yeah. a little bit. And so um, having to actually like talk to people. And so there was, especially at the beginning, it was so weird just having like, I would just sit there and um, just awkwardly, especially when I would stand at the, at the middle, at the middle foyer, just greeting mm-hmm. and just sit there and just be like, hi, hi, good morning. <laughs> as people yeah. walk by. Um, but I, I do think that, just that little space right there did help me a lot get out of my shell and be able to it was really like getting me ready to like step into like the next places I would be yeah. serving and everything just getting me out of my shell getting me comfortable around other people mm-hmm. and so I think that that for me is why I love that I started there mm-hmm. was it just helped me get out of my shell yeah that's really great because one it's the impact of you only have to talk to this person to say hi. Yes. You know, it's like, it's not like you have to show them around the building. Yes. So on like a personal aspect of being the volunteer, it's like you get a redo every single time yes. they come in. But then on the perspective of somebody who's attending, like being greeted and being told hi is a huge deal. Yes. I know when our family was driving around and we were attending all of these churches and stuff before we had planted this church, um, there were a few churches where we had walked in and like nobody said anything at all. And specifically, my mom would be like, okay, like, you're, do you even care that we're here? Like, nobody's mm-hmm. even at the door to say hi to us. 
which it's not it's then not like oh well we can't get anything from this obviously we still learn things from the church but it makes you feel way more at home when somebody is standing there to be like hey good morning like how are you and whether or not they want to be greeted you can usually tell because they'll just be like or they'll be like oh hey kate and they'll learn who you are like really fast Mm -hmm. um but it makes a huge difference for people like coming in and so then like from both perspectives like that is such a huge like pivotal role but also it's a good like you said like to get you out of your shell because like having to go and work in youth and like be a youth small group leader would not have been as easy for you if you've never even gotten used to saying hi to people yes because like kids can be intimidating the kids are very intimidating especially middle schoolers yeah they're scary middle schoolers are scary i know (laughs) working in the youth team brings you into a whole nother level of like awareness and i think that was the second team that you had joined right was the youth leadership team and so you was a few months later like down towards the end of Mm it like i said i started coming in january i think i joined the greeting team in like march and then i think like october was when i joined youth towards the end of that Mm -hmm. year and so were we doing youth small groups at that time did you jump in just kind of like as part of people chaperoning basically it was more chaperoning we Uh weren't really doing small groups yet um it was still kind of the uh uh just the same like breakdown as it is now like Mm -hmm. we'd have like the worship and we'd have like a game and then we'd have a sermon and then that was pretty much it um and so that one was pretty easy like i just had to basically just like you said chaperone yeah just watch the kids Mm -hmm. for a while and then it it got better once i started kind of like connecting with the kids a little more Mm -hmm. because at first it was just kind of like all right i'm I'm showing up i'm helping as i'm needed yeah and then that's it and then it, it it really started having that more meaningful impact for me personally yeah. when i actually like started to get to know the kids and started mm-hmm. to like get to like interact with them and just yeah and hearing their stories like hearing a 12 year old like little boy or little girl being like yeah no i wanted to come like i asked my parents to bring me here. yes and they sit and listen and you're like dang like these 12 year olds are chasing after the yeah. heart of god like these kids who from I think you know sixth grade to twelfth grade, you know all the way from twelve to eighteen, they're out here just chasing after yeah. the heart of God, which is just so cool to be a part of. And I know I've been part of the youth team here and there, like within over the last fourteen years of church. I actually don't know how long we've been in church thirteen or fourteen years. I think January is fourteen. Yeah, January will be fourteen. Yeah, so. Here and there. I mean, I was a youth leader when I was a youth. Yeah. So when I first joined you, crazy. you were in youth. Yes. We were on the team together. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when like, we really became friends was yeah. on the youth leadership team together, which is a- another cool thing is like you, you go there to like help the youth be impacted, but then you're also then serving alongside more people with the right mindset of you because yeah. it's like, okay, not only are we agreeing to be here Sundays and we're greeting together, but now we're here on Wednesday nights yeah. and we're serving together. And then if they attend young adults, you're like, and then we see each other on Thursday nights and we attend church together, young adult, small group, and eventually serve together young adults. And that's what people are like, I don't know how to make friends in the church. It's like, well, we end up seeing each other three or four times a week when we volunteer for all of these different things. I was seeing y'all just as much as I do now that I work here Uh when I was just serving. Yeah. Just because I was here at least three times out of the week. Yeah, if you just like sign up for all of these teams, it sounds exhausting because you're like, oh, it's Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Like, that's my whole week. Mm -hmm. But you realize 
if you like go on vacation or you're sick for a week or something like that, and you miss, and you're like, man, I miss those connections. Like, yeah, it's way more life giving than it is exhausting. Yes, and you know there are some weeks where you find yourself tired and you're like, man, I'm here every day. Mm-hmm. But when you take a step back and you're like, I'm here, like helping people in their church home and like with their relationship with God. Yeah. And you're like, man, like that is just so cool. And I get to make friends doing it. Like, and I feel better because I'm doing these great things and God is moving in my life. You know, it's just so crazy. Cool. Did you get your first like opportunity to speak and like preach in a youth setting or was it a Sunday morning setting? No, it was actually a Sunday morning setting. So like young communicators. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Talk a little bit about that, like your first time to really be able to like share the word from the stage. Because a lot of people don't know that sometimes we get those opportunities and it's not even from a place of like, you know, being special or chosen. You know, that's not at all what it is or being like super good at it. Because most of our young communicators who get up there and now we call it YA Sunday have never spoken before. Yeah. So that, yeah, I had never spoken before. And other than like taking like a speech class Mm -hmm. i had never like that was the most i had like done any kind of public speaking and even then it's like in a little classroom and so this was in front of a whole were you in the school of ministry at the time or was this when we were not having it okay okay i take that back now that you reminded me i was i did do the school of ministry Mm -hmm. and i did do a i did do like a little like because you do an assignment in uh, there yes, where you I preach, did. but like that's, you know, a grade yes. kind of thing. And so that really prepares. And I don't think a lot of people know that a lot of the people who get opportunity to speak are because they sign up mm-hmm. to learn about how to speak and how yeah. to preach. And so when I did, I did, I did do have to do the, like the assignment preaching mm-hmm. just to kind of like see if like you understand like yeah. how to build a sermon and everything. Mm-hmm. And even again, even then it was like kind of like a speech class because it was only like maybe 10 people. And so it wasn't that big. And so this one was like my first time, like this counted because it was in front of yeah everybody. Yeah. Um, Like not even just the whole congregation that was here, but online as well. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, but yeah, I remember that. Um, It was in 2019. 2019. So you've been coming a few years? A year. One year. It had been a okay. year. Because I started, well, yeah. I... All right. So sorry about the technical difficulties. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We can continue. Commercial break. So continue telling us about that first opportunity that you got to speak. Uh, so yeah, so it was in 2019. And um, like I said, I've been coming about a year and a half at this point. Okay. It was in the summer of 2019. And I remember we had just gone to kids camp. Mm. And my first kids camp to like go and help out with. And um, we were in a, uh, we had like a little like worship session for our, like our, teenage interns and so it was just kind of like uh just a night for them just to kind of like receive something as well like they work mm-hmm. hard the whole thing the whole camp so they needed something and so i remember we were just w- sitting there worshiping and i remember just feeling this tug that i was like i, I feel like i'm going to be a part of like ministry somehow and so i remember just feeling the tug and i was just like lord like if this is you just please just like give me some kind of sign that I know this is you and yeah. not just me thinking. And so uh, that ends. We go to bed and we get out the next day and me and Weston were driving around in a golf cart, just like delivering waters to everybody that was out in the heat and everything. And we were driving 
and on this like dirt road and Pastor Brandon and Pastor Krista are on another golf cart and they're driving towards us and they like stop. And as they're stopping and we're driving by, Pastor Brandon's like pointing at me and we like back up and I thought he was pointing at Weston at first. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I'm pointing at you. And he was like, he told me, he was like, we're going to have, um, yeah, young, at the time it was still young communicators. It was the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was like, we're going to be having young communicators on July 4th, I think third Mm -hmm. or fourth, something like that. And he was like, would, would you want to preach? And, um, first of all, like the first thing I I thought of was like, oh my gosh, I just literally asked for yeah. a sign and this is a sign. And I was scared. Uh-huh. Stomach drop. Stomach drop. Yeah, and I was instantly. like, um, um, and the one thing that was going in my mind or two things that were going in my mind was that one was, I literally had just asked for a sign uh-huh. and I, I'm going to assume this is it. And then two, um, when I had, I had, like I said, I had been in the school of ministry and one thing that Pastor Brandon taught was something that his pastor, Pastor John Holler had said was to never, uh, never turn down, uh, a, never turn down, uh, crap, my mind just went blank. Never turn down, uh, an opportunity. That's mm-hmm. the word I've been looking for. An opportunity to preach. Yeah. And so those two things were going in my mind and I was like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Guess I got to I got to do this now. And so um that was that was the first time that I had preached and I had like this was in early June. Mm-hmm. Uh the young communicators was in early July and so I spent the entire month just preparing for it. Like I found found my scripture, I found what so you I you preach a different message than you had done in yes, the school of ministry. It was a okay. totally different message. And so um I found the scripture that I wanted to wanted to preach and it was Mine just went blank. I don't even. Oh, it was out of First uh, Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. That people people judge the heart, but right. the Lord looks with uh or people, people judge, judge the, the outside. outside but, the uh, Lord looks at the heart. Lord yeah. looks at the heart. Yeah. And so, um, it's First Samuel sixteen verse seven, and um, I found out like the story that I wanted to, you know, the illustration and just where all I wanted to go. I molded the story and I mm-hmm. basically wrote it out like an essay. And then for like the next rest of the time, I yeah. memorized that entire, it was like a script. I memorized uh-huh. it. I wanted to make, I did not want to like stutter any words or anything. I yeah. just memorized the entire thing. And so, and then that Sunday came and I, I preached it nervous, yeah. nervous. But it was good. Thank it you. was a really great, it was really great. I love that. Pastor Brandon has such a heart for giving opportunity to young communicators and just even, which is why we don't call it like, and now we call it YA Sunday because our young adult ministry has grown so much and like we have so many people in there. Um, But we don't call it like up and coming preachers Mm -hmm. or we don't call it, you know, like, oh, these are going to be our next gen pastors Yeah, because everyone in their life at some point will be given an opportunity to communicate the word of God. And it doesn't mean necessarily from the stage. Yes. It could be at any point in a break room or in a family reunion or at a dinner in any situation. And this is just a way to show people like if everyone can do this, you know, it's like, it doesn't take a special breed of people. Yeah. And I also it think just it just helps as well as also, I think sometimes I, and even like maybe before I came, I had this like mindset of like, you have to either be like a certain age or you have to have a specific title. 
yeah in order to like holiness comes after working hard for holiness yes and so like you have to you have to check off these things in order to hold a mic and preach the gospel and and that's not it at all like doesn't matter it doesn't matter your age doesn't matter your title absolutely anybody can preach the gospel preach during the y sundays i know i think carson and zach yeah were high schoolers when they were on we um, just had a we just had a high schooler preach on we just had a youth on Wednesday, preach, so yeah, on Wednesday, and she did a great job. She did, she did a great she killed job. It. Kyber, Kyber brought a message on a, just like a devotional kind of short little message, which was great. Which is what if people don't know what YA Sunday previously Young Communicator Weekend is, um, five five minute five sermons minutes. brought by different young communicators and five, now five, adults. usually five different. Five different, different ones. ones. In a, um, each sometimes we do series. like ten, service. and so each service will be five different people. But the last few times we've done like just five, and they preach both services, which mm-hmm. which has been great. Um, it's just so cool to like be able to have that kind of opportunity and to have a pastor who's just trusts so much. Like most pastors, at least that I've known and experienced, would hardly ever give their stage to people, even on their staff on like pastoral staff let alone kids yeah you know just young people with this guy who's been coming to the church for a year yeah who's just been here and been serving and been showing up um i just love that about pastor brandon and about this church and the opportunities and the elders that they just trust all of us so much yeah. and just people who attend the church you know like if you're diving in and you're pursuing god we're the same yeah you know because that's all he's doing too He's diving in. He's pursuing God. He's in tune with the Holy Spirit and listens to what God tells him to do. He's not some holier-than-thou preacher who's earned some sort of title. Yeah. Same with Pastor Keenan. Same with Pastor Mauricio. All they do is wake up, they choose to pursue God, and they choose to listen to the Holy Spirit. And that's what each of us do in in the congregation, in the audience, every single week. Yeah. Which is just so cool. So then after that... You had gotten some opportunities to speak at youth. You've had some opportunities to go off and speak at like some different conferences and youth events, I believe, um, which is really cool. And that just goes to show of like just pursuing God is what brings those opportunities. And like being here and serving and working alongside Pastor Keenan has given you opportunity to listen and learn from him and to have him speak into your message and how you write it out i think you went with you to one of your events one time did all the way and to you've been with him on some of his events and stuff which is just really great because you know people don't always fully understand that that's just friends it's just friendship you yeah. know and it's honor and respect both ways yeah so not only do we honor and respect our pastors but they honor and respect us yes and that's why they trust us with these opportunities to speak because like Speaking at youth is not a light situation. No. Those are those are young, moldable minds. Yeah. And that's that's trust. Yeah. Same with speaking into our kids. Same with speaking in the nursery. Every opportunity that we have is 100% trust in that you're diving in and listening to the things that God has yeah. to say to you, which is so cool. Um, and then, uh, so you started serving on our young adults leadership team and you were there for a couple of years. And then um, within the last couple of years, you've had to really step up kind of randomly after you were on staff um, and take over the tech team, which is not necessarily something that you had in mind 
but you're definitely just like, you know, whatever you need from me, God, like wherever I'm needed, like I'll be there. Uh, Which is another thing in like how you had come about to working here is I don't think most people know that you came on just a couple hours a week helping build stuff during our renovations. Was it during COVID? Like right after? Uh, Yeah, it was like around that time in the the summer of 2020 during like right when we were like COVID remodeling everything. Mm -hmm. There was like barely any of us here. Yeah. And you came on and you were helping build stuff just kind of like on a project to project basis. Mm -hmm. And then when you came on staff part time, it was janitorial. Yeah. I was only working two hours a day. Yeah. Two hours a day cleaning the toilets Mm -hmm. and the floors. And that is like, I mean, that's how Pastor Brandon started. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like sitting in talking to his pastors and then cleaning the toilets, yeah. you know? And that's just so cool that that's been given you opportunity to have moments with Pastor Brandon, with Pastor Keenan, to be able to listen and learn from them, you yeah. know? And so kind of talk about maybe this journey from, and you still do janitorial, like that's still a big part of your job, but now you're here full time at the church. And a big, huge part of that is tech and moving into like creative um, departments and all of these kinds of things. And so kind of just talk about a little bit about that journey from working in the projects here and there to being here full time and having this space. So I think, uh, so before I was even like officially like, like I'm the janitor mm-hmm. and even before like I was working here like project to project, um, every once in a while when, uh, Pastor Keenan was, doing the janitorial work before he was full, full pastoral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the janitor before you. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime like he'd be out like, you know, preaching or just out for some reason, he'd ask me to come in and kind of, uh, handle some of the janitorial stuff. You're good. I was just making sure it's okay. going. And, um, I remember one day, uh, it was like a Saturday after like Saturday evening or something. I was outside and I was cleaning windows and, um, this guy in our in our church, Nathan Bosworth, who actually was doing the tech at the time, uh, he walked up and he saw I was cleaning the windows, and he, you know, honestly just started preaching to me right then, just saying how like even just the uh, cleaning of the windows that's ministry, mm-hmm. like you're getting the place ready yeah, for people absolutely. to come in, absolutely. And so from then on, it just gave me this like this mindset of like everything I'm doing within within this place is ministry yeah like it's whether it's you know scrubbing a toilet or cleaning windows or you know now putting up the 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 getting right make sure like the graphics are ready to go and what order they need to be going Mm -hmm. in and make sure all the words for the songs are in the in the in the right order like all of that is ministry Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't just it's not just the preaching or the worship that is the ministry like yeah like yeah we we can sing and we can like preach without a mic it's going we have to get yelling yeah but it takes all of that in mm-hmm. order for you know for it to actually run as smoothly as it can and then also Absolutely. like the cleanliness of the building makes people feel comfortable and yeah. feel at home and so all of that is ministry and so just from that point on just going with that mindset of like all like every all of this is valuable absolutely made me just appreciate everything that i'm doing and so now that um that i'm doing the tech stuff uh again just really like makes me feel makes me appreciate and just like know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. is part of part of the ministry 
And so, and then stepping into that, that role specifically now that like, I'm kind of more of like in a more leadership mm-hmm. position and just making sure like everybody who is volunteering in the, in the tech team, like they're taken care of, like they have yeah. everything that they need, like everything set up for them to, mm-hmm. to do what they need to. So they can come in and just do yeah. what they need to. And so, and just making sure like they're, um, they're just taken care of during the time that they're up there and everything. And so that's yeah. all of that has just led me to like, just understand more about what like ministry ministry is. Yeah. It's so much more than the concept of ministry being, being a pastor and yeah. speaking because even being a pastor is more than just speaking. It's yeah. being there for people in their, you know, in the moments of their lives, whenever they need you most in the high moments and in the low moments and speaking on Sundays. But there yeah. are some pastors who are just like never get the opportunity to speak or never even want opportunity to speak. Yeah. They're just there for people to pastor them through, to give them advice, to pray for them, to be with them in those times, which is really cool. And all of this that we do here, like you said, is ministry. Even this, even this yeah. online communications thing is a way to minister to show people like this is what eventually you could have like if you're praying for good healthy godly friendships he's going to bring them yeah you just you do your part you volunteer for things you join a small group and if there's someone there and you just start talking to them you never know like you're going to be best friends in a couple years maybe not maybe you will but god will bring those people in your life so if you're looking for a job and you're like man i'm just i hate where i'm at I, it's unhealthy here. God will bring you opportunity. Maybe it's through a church. Maybe it's through being a minister to the workplace. Maybe you just have a really great Christian boss who believes in you, who trusts you, but you're an accountant or you're a salesman. Yeah. You know, you could be anything and God can bring those opportunities to you. Yours just happened to be right here at Celebration Church, yeah. which is just so cool. And so I really want this to be like an example to people of just listening to God's voice and trusting in him to like lead you where you're supposed to be. Cause it's really crazy. Like you would have never thought how many years ago, almost five, almost five five years ago, January will be five years Mm -hmm. for you. And within five years, God's brought you from like hardly ever, if never going to church and not knowing what it was about to being full time on staff (laughs) at a church that loves you, that believes in you, that trusts you. And that's just like so cool. And you've made family here yeah. and your mom comes here and you and your mom get to worship together and serve together because your mom's on the serve yep. team, uh, the dream team. Your mom is a huge part of giving back. Every event we have that your mom is there serving. Yeah. Whether She'll just sit there and fill up like a hundred pitchers of water. <laughs> like if it's for an event, she will literally just, she'll go and about and she'll be sweating and she'll be tearing tables up and putting yep. tables down and, She's a servant. And that's just so cool to see that, that maybe the, no, I'm not trying to say that you had a problem with your family or your mom, but like, if that is something that you want, you know, you're praying, like, I really want to have my family in church, be the one that takes the step, you know, take the step. And then your family's going to see the change in you and they're going to want to be there. They're going to want to hear that because God will move through you, whether or not you open your mouth. Yeah. Because your actions will change. I know oh, yours yeah. did, like, a lot. Just the things that you were choosing to do. I mean, you had to break a lease in an apartment because you felt like the Lord was pulling you away from certain friendships yep. and pulling you away from certain situations. 
and moved back in with your mom as a 20 year old 21 year old boy yep. which is like no no one wants to do that <laughs> at 21 like leave all their friends but you're like no like god's calling me out of this yeah and i just have to trust that it'll work out yeah and it has yeah i think i think that just like really just speaks on like having faith in him absolutely because sometimes he'll speak and it doesn't make sense to you or it just doesn't it may not make sense to mm-hmm. other people um but knowing that it's him that's speaking yeah. even if you don't understand it he's always got a reason as to why and Absolutely. so just trusting him and, and just going wherever he's leading you can lead you to places you never even expected to go. Absolutely. And we're just getting started. Just getting started. Just barely got on full time. Yep. Go but on. it's exciting. Two months now. Two months. <laughs> Two months. Hey-o. Two months. <laughs> That's all we have today with Cade Hinojosa. Thank Woo. you so much for joining us today, Cade, and sharing your life story with us. Um, if you're listening or watching, we hope to see you at Celebration Church on Sundays. 9 30 and 11 or wednesday night small groups is on our website celebrationchurchlive.com and wednesday night youth have your kids there at 7 15 7 7 and young adults at 7 30 on thursdays so that's all we've got for you and we're off catch you later